You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. It is Wednesday, October 31st, a.k.a. Spooky Dookie Day, a.k.a. Halloween, a.k.a. Trick or treat, aka Devil's get, Night, aka get almond joints out of almond joys out of my face. Get what else out of my face? Uh, what else is a pretty weak candy? Raisinette. Get them out of my face. Power rankings, real quick. Top three. Take five. Mm, love it. Under severely underrated. White chocolate Kit Kat. Pretty good. And then I just think give me a normal Snickers, and that's probably my top three candies right now. Here are my top three. Number one. Got to give it up to the OG Reese Cup. I mean, there's nothing better than a nice Reese Cup. You get that Reese pumpkin, Reese egg, whatever Oof. you want, the seasonal treat. It's Oof. delicious. Number two, give me the white chocolate Hershey's and cream or the cookies and cream bar from Hershey's. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm Very with you good. on that. And then number three, I think maybe the biggest sleeper of all time, 100 grand. 100 grand. Absolutely fantastic. Wow, I think you're the only person I know that really likes 100 grand. Oh, I, I don't know anybody that just reels off. I like a hundred grand, especially in my top three. Oh yeah, come on! So that works it, for you. Give okay, it to no, me. all you want, <laughs> give it <laughs> all you want. So no, everybody, all the little kids today. If you're listening to this and you're, you got kids coming to your door tonight, give them a ton of candy. Come on, give them a ton of candy. Don't slouch. Don't give them one. Right. Give you them remember handful, how it was being a kid? You need as much candy as possible when you're going to school tomorrow. So hook the kids up. All right, we got a lot to get to today because a lot of stuff has happened since we talked to you guys yesterday um, mm-hmm, on yeah. the pod. So. I think what we'll do is we'll get to the college football playoff stuff in the second block. We've got some sound from some of the players, Tough Borland, Jordan Fuller, Isaiah Prince. We'll play that in the last block. But I think Beam and I decided I think the most important thing um, to start with today is we've got more stuff coming out um, about Urban and his health and the cyst situation uh, that was first diagnosed, I believe, in 1998 is what I read. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so what Urban sat down with some local reporters here, guys. Sat down with uh, Austin Ward, yeah, Doug Lay Maurice, uh, I believe Tim May, and both Bill, Bill Rabinowitz. Yeah, so correct. those guys are very popular um, Ohio State beat writers. We've had Austin Ward on the program before. Mm-hmm. We've had Tim May on the program before. Um, Well-respected. Beam and I respect the heck out of those guys. They do a heck of a job. They've been doing that stuff before we were even born, a right. couple of those guys. So um, I think the biggest thing to take away here for me, Beam, is that there's a real issue here health-wise. This, this isn't something um, that I think people should take lightly when you read some of the stuff that's going on and how the cyst affects the brain and how it causes you know severe headaches and how it can go, cause vomiting and nausea and weakness and all that stuff. Uh, we had What game was it on the side? I can't remember early in the year where there was an incident and I believe it got ran into or something like that where people were a little overreacting to something. And then we started getting more momentum about the cyst stuff as the season has gone on. And look, let's face it, this is a guy that had issues, health issues at Florida, had to step away for a while, yep. signed the contract with his family, ended up in the booth where you were with ESPN and, you know, the hit, the rest of his history uh, with him coming to Ohio, to Ohio State. So now for me, I know he came out the other day and he uh, made it known that he wants to coach again. There's quotes in the story as well from Gene Smith saying um, that he is heard from Urban that he does want to coach again. Now, sure. That's a long ways away from him having to make that decision and things change. So if this this thing becomes worse and worse over time, I think me personally, Beam, I'm going to have to start warming up to the possibility of him maybe not coaching next year. And you and I, when we had the story a week ago, we Mm -hmm. said that would be the one thing that would push him away. Not X and O stuff. It would have to be the health thing. So now I think if you're a Buckeye fan, I don't know if it's a major, major issue as we sit here right now. 
uh, on October 31st, but it could really start to heat up as we get later into the season and definitely into the offseason if we hear more about more about this stuff really driving Urban crazy. Yeah, Maddie, you just, you know, you I think the biggest thing really for everybody in life, you know, whether it be two radio guys like us, whether you're a school teacher, whether you're an engineer, you're a student, whatever, you know, I think that's the biggest thing in life is health. Make sure you have your health and your happiness, and I think that's the biggest thing. Now, you know, in that article, you know, Doug and Austin both wrote, wrote about it. I didn't read Tim and Bill's uh, article from the dispatch yet, but I'm sure that they put put something out there. Um, but for my, what I was reading from Doug, um, it just, you know, it sounded, I think there was, a, there was a, a clip in there, there was a clipping in there that said, you know, this thing's incurable, and it's progressive. Yeah. And, you know, th- that's scary to hear, something that's been going on since 19. 1998 um you know you're, you've been dealing with this thing for 20 years uh and so if it gets progressively worse over time yeah. you know i'm sure that they're monitoring it they had a quote from uh, urban's doctor in there uh that they are monitoring it close and he's been taking medicine and everything for it but you know it's just it comes down man to the quality of life because urban meyer has more money than he knows what to do with right mm-hmm. like this guy he's set for life man he's one of the the top five top ten coaches of all time in the grand scheme of college football this Easily. dude's got three national championships his win percentage is crazy anywhere that he's been you look at Bowling Green you look at that undefeated season at Utah he put a number one pick on the board with Mm -hmm. Alex Smith you go down to Florida you produce Tim Tebow and that uh, Heisman Trophy back-to-back national championships there you come to Ohio State you win a national championship and so yeah you know it's it's scary because you know I think that we were nails on last week on the podcast when we said it's not going to be an X's and O's thing he's not going to leave uh, by some outer force that's driving this. It is going to be on his own accord. It will be something to do with his health. And so now you you start to get these articles and you start to get you know these stories that are coming out. And the fact that Urban even sat down with those four guys, those four beat reporters, mm-hmm. because, listen, Ohio State fans are tuned in. They follow their program religiously. Like no other, I mean, yeah. listen, I, we have shows every single day that are based on the Buckeyes. That's all we talk about for two hours. Yeah. When you get in the football season, you know, we do this podcast. We talk about Buckeyes for, you know, 25, 30 minutes every each day. Each day. Every single day, there's something coming out. And that's what people crave. They want that. They want that information all the time. And so Ohio State fans, you know, when they see Urban on the sideline and they look at his demeanor, you know, that could be something where, you know, maybe he's just not feeling well that day. But it's something that they're clued into. And listen, football fans are smart. Ohio State fans are smart fans. And they knew that there was something wrong you know, with Urban. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now you get these articles coming out about him. But the biggest thing, man, is you just have to watch out for your quality of life. No and going back to that point, man, it's just you have everything you could ever want. This dude is a legend. He is a walking, living, he really breathing has Hall of Famer. Else to prove. Right, exactly. You have nothing else to prove in college football. Do I want Urban Meyer back on the sidelines next year for Ohio State? Hell yeah, because mm-hmm. I think he's an amazing coach. And I think every time that Urban Meyer's on the sideline, you have a chance to do something special with that team. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just it goes down to that whole thing, man. And I cannot for one instance hold him accountable because I know that we played the bid sound yesterday mm-hmm. uh, of Dave Biddle mm-hmm. asking him on Monday, are you for sure going to be the coach next year at Ohio State? And Urban said yes. There were kind of some muddled voices in there. but yeah, I plan Urban on said, coaching. Right. And so you look at that quote, but there's not one thing that I can hold Urban Meyer for if, you know, this is a health reason and that's the reason that he doesn't come back, man. There's just – it just it doesn't make sense to me uh, how you could hold a guy like that accountable for something like that. Listen, this guy's got a, a beautiful wife, beautiful family. Uh, he's got three kids now. He's got a grandkid. And so that does things to you, man. I, I'm not a dad myself, um, yeah. but, you know, right. Um, <laughs> but 
I would imagine that does things to you, and you just have to look out for your family. And if this thing's progressive, you know, and it's it's in, incurable, really, yeah. uh, then then you have to watch out for what's best for you. No doubt. I mean, it's the same thing that we talk about with Nick, with Nick Bosa, right? It's, it's a different situation in, you know, a yeah. certain sense. But you're, you're talking about two guys that have to look out for themselves and their well-being and their futures uh, moving forward. I mean, we go out to lunch every once in a while here. Um, at the station, and there's always people coming up to us, and the main thing that they've been talking about, Beam, has been the body language and how just yeah. urban does it look right. So you bring that up, and fans are definitely picking up on this. And the thing that, to me, like when you talk about, you know how you've had really, really bad headaches? Imagine being in an environment in a college football stadium where there's so much sound and yelling and the band and movement, all that noise and movement. And it's cold. It's hot. Like all of that stuff, man. Yeah. If you have that stuff going on, you've really got to take that into account. Not to mention the countless hours that he puts in oh, throughout God. the week at practice and all that stuff. 60, no. 70, 80, 90, 100 hours, however many they're putting over there. If it's a this ton. thing is really, really driving him insane the way I think it would drive me insane because yeah. when you have a really bad headache, it just doesn't go away. And for me, you get headaches just like for a day maybe. You got a really bad headache. I mean, this sure. is something that seems like it's been a constant from him for him since 1998. And look – I, I'm I'm just saying, me personally, I'm starting to warm up a little bit more to him not coaching next year because you got to get this thing taken care of as best you can. And if football is going to affect this thing in a bad way, then you got to walk away. You got to walk away. And I, I don't think he would take time off and come back and coach someone yeah, I else. Think I think so. this was his, his pinnacle job, the peak job for him. Yeah. So I think he would feel comfortable in walking away if they end the season uh, the way he wants to. Now, look, if they lose to Michigan, I don't think he'll walk away. I don't think you want to walk away with that type of resume. But, again, it all comes back to the health. Here is a statement uh, from Urban's personal physician, Dr. Tom- Andrew Thomas. Excuse me. The past four years, we've been working closely with Coach Meyer to monitor the managed and manage the system, symptoms that have risen from his enlarged congenital. Am I seeing that right, Bing? Congenital, yeah, cyst that includes aggressive headaches, which have particularly flared up over the past two years. So you're hearing that now over the last two years. There it is that this thing has possibly uh, gotten worse with the aggressive headaches, and there's just no ignoring it. So no, Beam, I think we're at a point now um, to where I think this thing is going to get tricky because we've had so many stories about who's got the best odds to be Ohio State coach next year. You're hearing about some stuff in-house about this, some people not getting along. No, I just think it's something that's going to be very fascinating. This and the Dwayne Haskins watch in the postseason are going to be something really, really interesting to me. I want to let you know about Vivid Seats. We'll come back and talk about the college football playoff. Uh, Vivid Seats is an online ticket, a marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person. Uh, with Vivid Seats, we offer great prices and easy purchasing experience. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. All right, we'll come back and talk about the college football playoff because it got a little wacky inside yeah. the top, what, 15 yesterday? It's sure. interesting. We'll come back and talk about that. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. So I don't know if there's anything really surprising inside the top four. Uh, Beam, I was perfectly fine with them having – LSU ahead of Notre Dame. And when you look at what Notre Dame's done on their schedule, they're undefeated. I get it. But, man, LSU has been through a really, really tough, tough schedule. So, no, I was perfectly fine with that. When you talk about the win against Miami early, the win against Auburn, I know both those teams have slipped up a little bit. It looks like Miami has got a little quarterback controversy. But, man, they just stomped Georgia. They beat Mississippi State. So, no, I I have no issue with that. I know some people were a little hell-bent on Notre Dame being ahead of LSU just because they've got a donut in the right column. But, man, I just think LSU deserves right now um, to be ahead of them, especially when you talk about the one loss being uh, to a pretty darn good Florida team. 
Yeah, I you just think when you look at LSU, um, you know, they lost to Florida. That's a big rivalry game for them. Um, everybody's afforded a loss. And listen, I know I understand, you know, with Ian Book, Notre Dame has looked very different than when they had Brandon Wimbush rolling out there. But listen, you know, we have a long way to go left in college football. You've got four more games left on everybody's schedule. They're going to go through a meat grinder. Listen. LSU's playing Alabama this week, all right? So if Notre Dame fans are upset, college football fans are upset about that, this is going to be the true battle test this weekend for LSU and Alabama both. I I mean, this is going to be a thing. Uh, I think it's going to be a battle. It's going to be awesome to watch. I'm looking forward to watching this game, uh, see what Joe Burrow can do against the Tide. You know what sucks, Bean? There's so many good 330 games. I know. You've got what? The Penn State-Michigan game, 3.30, yep. 3.45, and then this game at 3.30, and there's another one that's slipping my mind right now, but it's going to be, they got to get the uh, got to get busy on the last button. This yeah, game. exactly. So, um, you know, you just, you watch this 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 kind of college football playoff. Now, there has been a lot of talk, too, Maddie, about how the college football playoff, the initial ranking is useless. Like, nobody cares what happens until the final, you know, ranking, but Not me. I, I think it's, I think it's actually the opposite. I think everything in between the first and the last may be a bit useless. I can get but I, that. I think the first one, just like I think the preseason poll comes out, mm-hmm. or the, the, the first week of the AP Top 25, right. or the coaches poll, I think that there is a basis on that that is built throughout the rest of yeah. the year. If you start higher up, it's going to take more for you to fall down. If is. you start lower down, it's going to take more you for you a lot more to help. build up. Yep. So I think this first ranking is very crucial to how the committee sees these teams yeah. through nine weeks of the college football season. And so I look at this. And I'm like, all right, well, the committee obviously thinks very highly of LSU. They think highly of Clemson. They think highly of Bama. And they think highly of Notre Dame. Right. And so you look at a team like Alabama, and let's just play pretend right now. I mean, I know that they're 14 and a half point favorites rolling into Death Valley this weekend. But still, you look at that and you see LSU at number three. Mm-hmm. You see Bama at number one. And then you look at that and you say, well, if Bama loses to LSU, we're back in the same situation we were last That's year. That's a because, nightmare scenario because, for Notre Dame. Because if LSU then runs the table, mm-hmm. goes to the SEC championship, SEC championship West, game, West, West, wins, I can't talk today. Bama wins out, then you're back where you started. Now you're going to get two SEC teams in there. And so who knows what's going to happen, man. But there's a lot left to play. Um, so, you know, I would think that if LSU loses this weekend, obviously they're going to drop out of the top four. And I don't think there's going to be a two-loss team in the college football playoff no. unless – total hell breaks loose and we get a chaos theory i just don't know um, if there's enough in play there i mean you look at alabama right. clemson and notre dame i think notre dame's got a real good chance to, to run the table yep. here what you laid out is a nightmare scenario for notre dame right because notre dame no fans are definitely game. rooting for alabama because of exactly of what you said in the strength of schedule is not that good it's not that good so no i mean and you got georgia lurking there six right and their one loss is to lsu sure. so that's not a bad loss either if they run the table if they're the east representative in the sec championship game and they somehow win that they're definitely going to be in now i think the one thing that was really interesting to me beam was the Washington State Kentucky stack right ahead of Ohio State yeah. now with Washington State I understand they've got a high-powered offense right now under Mike Leach but when you look at their schedule it is not very strong and the Pac-12 has not they didn't get a lot of love yesterday right and you're talking about them beating down a Stanford you're not beating down but beating the Stanford team uh, last week beating Oregon but both those teams man Stanford is nowhere near what we thought they were at least at what I thought right. they were going to be uh, this year, especially with Bryce Love back there running the rock. But Washington State is really interesting because you're talking about Cal, Colorado, Arizona, and Washington now. That's the rest of their schedule. And Washington's been disappointing, right? They've been disappointing. Sure. So what do you do with the Rivalry Washington's- game, I mean, who knows what can happen in that Apple Cup Jake out there. Jake Browning's been bad. Yeah, He's been He's bad, Beam. But 
I mean, there's a team right there to where that's going to be something that I can't wait to see unfold if for some reason they get unscathed through the rest of this through the rest of their conference schedule because man, the strength of schedule to me matters. To me personally, yep. who you play should matter. And if you roll through a season and really don't get pushed back, a lot of pushback from some teams, I don't think you deserve to get in. But now you're also talking about Kentucky sitting right there in a nine hole and they play Georgia in their house. Um, this weekend, that's going to be a heck of a game at 3.30. That's the other game I was thinking about. But they've got mm, Tennessee. Snell, baby. Hey, oh, man. They He's got a problem. Yeah, he is. They got Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State, and then Louisville to finish their season. So the SEC got a ton of love from top to bottom, 1 through 25. But I really think when you talk about 1 through 10 right now, it's going to get really wacky the rest of the way just because some of these teams, they're just going to cancel each other out, no doubt about it. Yeah, this is why we love college football because every single game matters. You know, we come in here on Monday moping around about our NFL teams. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can still get a playoff get in the playoffs with four, five, six losses in the NFL. Well, you can't do that when there's only four teams in the playoff. Uh, you're going to have to either have a donut in the right-hand column mm-hmm. or you're going to have to have a one over there with a really good strength of schedule. Now, mm-hmm. I think the positive thinking for Ohio State going forward, if you take all the problems on the field that we've seen throughout nine games, Maddie, um, or seven games, excuse me, is that you have a chance to take down Sparty, mm-hmm. you have a chance to take down a decent Maryland team, and you have a chance to take down, what was Michigan, number five, number six? Five. They were number five. Yes. So you have a chance to take down, if they hold their end of the bargain up, you have a chance to take down a top five team uh, in your house at the end of the season, then a chance to play in a Big Ten championship game. So listen, I think that you know Ohio State, they can still do it. Mm-hmm. I think that it's going to take a lot. We know it's going to take a lot even just to win out these the rest of these four or five games exactly. that you have remaining yeah. on your schedule, and it's going to be tough to do. But if right. they do, I think they're sitting in they're sitting in an all-right spot. It's obviously not where you want to be, and I also think the committee having a week to stew on that Purdue loss with them coming off of a bye week, there was no tape, there was no evidence of them playing this week, so there was no evidence of them getting better or right. anything like that. You can't so, blame the committee. No, absolutely not. Them. They're number 10. All right, fine, let's roll. Let's do this thing. But yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting uh, for the rest of the year. Maddie, let me talk about uh, our guys from Sling TV. Hold on one sec. Got to find... Uh, Got to find the Sling TV. <laughs> Somewhere over there in yeah. the stack. <laughs> you don't want to watch the game, Maddie. You need to watch the game. Are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels that you never, ever want to watch, but you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. For $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, and more. Stream on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love, except only better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked on listeners, if you're a good listener to this program, you can get your seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G.com slash locked on. You are locked on Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so I think what I I think what we need to start with is what Isaiah Prince, right? I mean, yeah. we got to hear what he's got to say. Buck up, big um, fella. Let's go. Let's hear why he spoke to the team after the Purdue loss. I got to see the looks on everybody's faces in the locker room. Everybody was a little disappointed in themselves. We lost um, Ohio State. We're not used to losing, but I mean, that's a part of life. Life is adversity. You're going to get hit. You got to get back up. Like, there's no point in pouting about it, crying about it. Like, you got hit. We lost. You can't go back in time and change it. So, the only thing we could do is fix the mistakes and focus on what we need to do in the future. Look, and he's right. And we talked about this uh, yesterday. 
or Monday, I can't remember, when we mentioned JT and Billy Price, how they've stepped up mm-hmm. in the last couple of years when the team uh, has had a couple of disappointing losses. You need that veteran leadership. We mentioned the team meeting that they had that Irvin talked about and you know maybe a couple guys getting up there and just voicing their opinion of how things are going. No, I think this is healthy, right? When you've got guys that can handle a little bit of criticism from your, from your brothers in that locker room, uh, I have no issue with it. So I'm glad that they kind of aired it out, and it's good to hear Isaiah Prince, even though he's been struggling, he is a leader on this team, uh, to get up in front of everybody when they were down after that game and say, you know what, we are still a good football team. Things are ahead of us, and he's right. you got to get off the mat and keep swinging, and hopefully they get this thing uh, done on Nebraska and, uh, for the rest of the schedule. Yeah, and you can say all the right things you want. You know, Talking to that team after the game, I think that's a huge point. Uh, we know it's a young team. It's a talented team, Maddie, but it all comes in the work ethic in the two weeks following. It all comes in that bye week, that prep, get back to the basics of football. Offensive linemen, explode off the ball, keep low, keep your positioning low, uh, keep your hips low and fire. Uh, just fire off your stances and move people out of the way, all right? You're 350-pound human being movers. That w- That's what you're supposed to do. So, you know, I know that, you know, it, it takes a lot to motivate your team. Uh, you go out there and you talk, talk after the loss, but, mm-hmm. you know, that motivation doesn't come just verbally. That comes in the practices following. That comes in, you know, prepping for Nebraska. That comes with in the meeting rooms, paying attention, making sure that you're on your P's and Q's. Um, And it really comes from chastising your teammates and getting them going. And so, yeah, it's great to hear Isaiah Prince say that. But at the same time, I'm going to need to see more uh, this Saturday against Nebraska. There's no doubt about it. You can talk a big game, but what you need to do is every single rep that you get in practice, every single rep that you get in your warm-up, you want to make sure that you're doing everything right. Last one here before we get out of here, because I think this is a big one. Can the run game get fixed, Isaiah? The bottom line is it's just attitude. Running the ball is just the attitude, and I think we got away from it a little bit, throwing the ball so much. Uh, we got to get that attitude back and that, that demeanor back when it comes to running the ball. I'm going to run this back. I think there's a lot in here right here. The bottom line is it's just attitude. Running the ball is just the attitude, and I think we got away from it a little bit, throwing the ball so much. Uh, we got to get that attitude back and that, that demeanor back when it comes to running the ball. I love that. So here's two things that I'm taking away, and I think the second point I don't, I don't want to overreact to too much, but you and I have been talking about this mm-hmm. for weeks, and he knows that. Yep. You can be 6'5", 6'7", 350. It doesn't matter if you don't have the attitude to want to to move people around. Now, the second part of that, that I think is interesting is that we've been throwing the ball too much. I... Like, You've been throwing I, the ball because you haven't been able to run the ball. I know. But yeah. from an offensive line, you know how that is. You've played the position, right? Yeah. You want to maul people to get going. You sure. need to get lathered up, too. How, just how some running backs need more touches to get going later in the games, they're better. Some offensive linemen, they need to get right out of the gate. Hey, let's run the ball maybe five to ten times early in the first quarter to get us going. It's like a big man in basketball. You get them engaged on the offensive end, you get better defense from them. Feed, you, the, feed the ball to Shaq, exa- baby. <laughs> Barbecue chicken. You let, <laughs> you let these offensive linemen move people around right, and to start the game, then maybe that can help them out. I just think that's interesting that he threw those two things out there in that clip. Yeah, I do too. I, you know, When I was playing football, Maddie. Uh, the coaches always told me, they told all the offensive line and, and each and every one of the players, the only thing that matters on the football field, whether regardless if you're a five-star recruit, if you're a one-star recruit, if you're not being recruited to play college football at all, it's all about attitude yeah. and effort. That's the biggest thing, attitude and effort. Come every day with a great attitude and give effort on every single play and panic 
That's another big thing. Panic. Have some panic. Have mm-hmm. some passion. Get out there and do those things. And you're right. You know, you need to feed the feed the ball to the running backs early. And an offensive line, if they get, you know, 10, 15 carries in that first quarter, Maddie, yeah. that can really set you up for the rest of the game. Because if you start to beat your man on every single play and you start to see the degrading of their confidence mm-hmm. go down, you can start to say, I'm going to fire off the line. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to drive you into the ground seven yards down do the line it. of scrimmage. You cannot beat me. So yeah. that's going to be something to watch this weekend for Ohio. No doubt about it, man. All right, we'll get more into the Nebraska angle of thing. You know, things Thursday and Friday. Of course, all the college football playoff stuff is going to be fun to talk about. But, man, it's Halloween, so enjoy your candy. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked on Buckeyes podcast. Peace.